Hello, and welcome to the first episode of the Pershing Podcast. I'm Sam, and this is my co-host for this episode. Rebecca Pershing. She's my mom. She's the best. Um, We are talking about stage-to-screen adaptations of movies. Of musical movies, yes, and uh, we're and we're doing this because In the Heights recently came out Just and released on Thursday. We haven't seen it yet, so we, I will send out a review of that once I've seen it with either my mom again or with a different special guest. Who knows? That's my that, that's a future version of my of my of mine job. That's your variant self. Yes, we're not talking about comics, but yes. <laughs> Yes. Um, so, in the Heights, we can't really talk about it because we haven't seen it yet. Right. Uh, However, we can. We have seen a high school version of it on the stage. Which we don't talk about because it was bad. I liked it. Yeah. I thought it was good. Especially the Uznavi character. Yeah. And we, we know that that's Lin-Manuel Miranda's first, first show. You know, prior to the... Unbelievable Hamilton. And, and, and just to be clear, we're not talking about pro shots. We're not talking about filmed on stage with like a Broadway or West End company. That is something completely different, which I will get to at a later point. Right. What we're talking about today is Broadway musicals that then get completely adapted for the screen as a movie. Not just filmed on stage. Yeah. Right. Although. I and a majority of Broadway people would argue that the pro shots are better because <laughs> it's the actual show just on a screen, you know? That's, like it's that's debatable. Perhaps that's part of what gets discussed today. Oh, <laughs> maybe. Um, so I, I, in order to talk about this, uh, we have to mention a few things, and by a few things I mean shows. I mean Chicago, West Side Story, and. Sound of music. You want to you want to take it from here? Because I know that you're a. Huge <laughs> Why did you select those three in particular? Because those are the next three on the list, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> I know when we were first discussing this, you said you immediately brought up Chicago because of it winning Best Picture. Yeah. Which makes it noteworthy. Yeah. By itself. Um, West Side Story also won Best Picture, and it's getting a reboot by Steven Spielberg. Which is gonna be awesome. The previews for that look really amazing. Yeah, it. Although I can't. they've taken out some of the best music, in my opinion, so I don't know how I feel about that. What have they taken out? I feel pretty, and I feel like something else too. Sondheim actually doesn't like oh, I, I feel pretty, but that's. He wrote it. He has a right to. Okay. Sure. Um. I think something noteworthy about Sound of Music. Um, Nazis. Not only does it star the incredible Julie Andrews, who has gone on to do all kinds of wonderful things throughout her career, both on stage and on screen, but Sound of Music, when you're someone of my era and earlier, Every year, this was before streaming services, this was before on-demand, you know, every year around the holidays, the network television shows would show Sound of Music. I think it was usually around Thanksgiving. And the whole family could just sit down and enjoy it. It was kind of a 
a tradition because you knew that it would be there. It had, you know, beautiful music. It it had beautiful cinema scapes. Um, it had drama. It had funny parts. You know, it had Julie Andrews for crying. It had Julie Andrews. And <laughs> it had Ju Julie Andrews in a very sweet and vulnerable type of a role. But you see her arc of maturing into a woman and because she starts out as just kind of a rambunctious teenager almost um so i don't I'm know i'm trying to think of julie andrews as a teenager right now and it's, it doesn't <laughs> perhaps you and i should watch sound of music sometime soon you guys can't see my face right now and think <laughs> and be thankful that you can't because it is it's not pretty um <laughs> they attempted to do a live version for tv with um Doug, my keys into the side of his pretty little souped up four wheel drive. Carrie Underwood. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping that in. I'm keeping that in. It was not the same. It was, um, you know, it was, it was clunky, and she didn't have the same. She's just not. She's an excellent vocalist, but she's yeah. not an actress. And it really came through. It, you know, kind of seemed animatronic. You know, if we're talking about stage to screen like that, where mm -hmm. they do like live productions and everything, mm -hmm. I wouldn't consider that a pro shot. So we can talk about that here. Because mm. it's a made-for-TV thing, but it's, you know. Okay. Uh, we forgot to put Peter Pan on the list. Peter we, Pan has been... Peter Pan has been... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You saw it with the incomparable... Kathy Rigby. That's right. Um, but I, I need to talk about like a sixty-something-year-old woman playing <laughs> a twelve-year-old boy. Yes, yes. Um, that was wild. Can we talk about Christopher Walken as Captain Hook for a second? Oh, that was in the live version. Because um, that was weird. Just uh, he's so creepy. Yeah, he is. <laughs> I mean, he's excellent. Christopher Walken is an excellent actor. Yeah. But I and I just it definitely oh. brought a different flavor to that role. Though. But uh. That he was also in Hairspray. Walking? Yeah. Really? He played the dad of the. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the one that owns the magic shop. Of course, he owns the magic shop. He was married to John Travolta. <laughs> he was playing a woman. Yeah. But if you want to talk about, so I think Peter Pan's a great one. Yeah. Feel free to delve into that if you'd like, and then I have a whole another one. Um. Has been done different ways. There's only one thing I want to say about the Peter Pan stuff. Usually Captain Hook and Mr. Darling are double cast. Mm -hmm. But there are two instances, in my life at least, where that was not the case. One of which happened in Cincinnati, Ohio where I played Mr. Darling and Mr. Smee. Which... On stage. Worked. It's in performance theater. Yeah. Um, go support the theater, you guys. It needs it right now. Um, but the other time that has happened was with Christian Borle in that Peter Pan Live thing, and that is the only reason that I'm mentioning it, because that that combination occurred versus uh Christian Burl makes me think of Little Shop of Horrors. Oh right, because he played it on Off Broadway. He is Orange Cavallo off Broadway right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which comes back on September 21st, which I love. <laughs> because this is being filmed uh, on in June of 2021. There we go. Let's raise it that way. We are just getting... We're on the tail end of the global pandemic. I 
very hopefully say as more and more people get vaccinated. But Broadway's been shut down for over a year. Uh-huh. And it is just preparing to open back up. Yep, yep, yep. In September? Is that correct? Starting in September. Okay. And then, what? Wait. I think it might be starting in... It seems like once one uh, play announced, oh, we're opening on September the 25th, other ones have been trying to scoop them. We're opening on September the 18th. We're opening (laughs) on August the, you know, 28th. Hades Town is opening on September 2nd, but we're not here to talk about just stage stuff. We're here to talk about stage and screen. It's kind of funny how they're trying to scoop each other. Um, so I know you don't like this next one. Are you talking about Rent? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> that's what, that's what I wanted to bring up. Oh. Because that one has had the stage version, the Hollywood movie version, and then also the filmed live version for TV. Well, the, and there's the 2008 one with Will Chase and Adam Cantor, mm-hmm. uh, which was the f- final performance. It's a recorded version of, like, a mesh of, like, the final week. Or something, which is good. It's it's really good, but um. But it's not really what we're talking about, like stage to yeah, adapted that, for screen. That's more like the recorded on stage. Yeah, yeah. But um, and I have a soft spot for Rent Live. You do. I do. It it's. Rent Live was a fiasco, though. It it, it was. They a, didn't even get to actually perform it live because the main character. One got of the injured. Main, Roger got injured. I argued. And no. so they had to use the taping from the pri- from the dress Previous rehearsal. Night. Yeah, that was wild. The whole point of it being live, and then they didn't get to yeah. be live because they didn't have an understudy. It's like, whoo, there's something to learn from this. Yeah, and I then, have understudies, especially if you're doing something live. Yeah, but like with, with, with that, you kind of get this expectation of. Okay, we are going to see this cast. Mm-hmm. You know, like they publicize Brennan Hunt as Roger. Like, you know, like. Yeah, but like on Broadway, I mean, you had tickets to see Sarah Bareilles in Waitress. Uh, hey, we, she was ill. You saw the understudy. Like, that's what happens in We'll in talk live about that. We'll talk about that next time because that's the other way around. Yeah, but I'm just saying, in live performances, in, in a movie, they could have worked around it. Yeah. But in a live performance, whether it be on stage or live for TV, you have to have understudy. And I will fight uh, for Jordan Fisher as Mark. He is my favorite. You just love Jordan Fisher. I, I, I just... Jordan lo- Fisher can do no wrong. Correct. <laughs> Jordan Fisher has committed murder. Well... <laughs> he had his reasons. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. That's the only thing that would, like, turn him. Oh, really? Yeah. In your mind? If, if someone commits a crime... You have to, you know. Um, okay, what's next here? Uh, Les Mis. Do we dare talk about Les Mis or uh, 2012? <laughs> uh, I mean, I... Don't look it in the... As you know, I love Les Mis, the Broadway play. The Broadway I'm, musical. Yeah. I, I even liked it when we saw it live at a high school. I didn't because of the angle that we were at. And it just... Ugh. We were up in the nosebleed section. Yeah. yeah. However, I do not think that I have seen a Les Mis movie screen ap- adaptation that I have liked. Are we talking about, like... J- 
Wait. I mean, in the Hollywood one with yeah. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman did a pretty good job, but he's no Alfie Bow, you know? Oh. And <laughs> and they just ruined Javert with Russell Crowe. They, they should have just cast Norm Lewis as Javert. He's like, a hack. Come on. Like, Norm Lewis, amazing. Yeah. But Russell Crowe, he, I he's, hate his voice. Okay, here's the thing. Russell Crowe can actually sing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, He's in a band, right? yeah. but Wait. he was not good in that role. Because he wasn't. And he can play a jerk, which Javert is. So the <laughs> acting was good. But the, I you need a combination of voice. both. Uh, yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, so. Anne Hathaway was good. Anne Hathaway. I got have it. to give it to her. Yeah. She was fantastic. Um. Samantha Barks as Eponine. I we mean, need she. To, we need to. She is Eponine. You know, she she played it on stage. I don't think that Leia Salonga is Eponine, but we'll get. Well, she's too old to play Eponine now. Then Leia Salonga is Fontaine, and there's no. Yeah, I. I would love Leia Salonga as Fontaine. Um, however, if you're doing a movie, you kind of need the people to look the role. And I don't know that she would look enough like... French? (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't look French enough. Like Eponine. Okay. um, And Fontaine's still supposed to be pretty young, actually. Yeah. But uh, I... Okay. We need to talk about Phantom of the Opera for a minute. Okay. Um, You and I both don't like this show. I know. In my mind, I was like, check, please. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But that... There was this filmed thing from 2004 starring Gerard Butler Uh as Phantom. Okay. It is a monstrosity. Sounds like it. I didn't see it. (laughs) Good. Let's keep it that way. Okay. Um, (laughs) Is there a version that you like? You were a little obsessed with Phantom for a while. There is, yeah. Um... Again. Your dad loves it, but your dad has this sentimental um, attachment to it because it was his first Broadway show, and I'm sure on Broadway it was fabulous. Yeah. I saw it on Broadway with my family as a kid as well, and there was a really cool moment. We were probably, we had great seats. We were probably in the... Mezzanine? I don't know, eighth row of the mezzanine or yeah. something. Really fantastic seats. Um, and when that chandelier... Comes, Crash like, down, yeah. It was right over our heads. Oh, and yeah. That was quite a, you know, sight to be seen. Theatric, you know, emotional type of a moment. Um, but I don't know. It's hard for me just not to. Usually, I feel for characters. I, I'm a pretty empathic person, and I feel for yeah. a lot. I just feel like Phantom is. Eric is a mess. He's whiny and he's a stalker <laughs> and he I just don't like him. Alright. <laughs> Fair enough. I wanna feel for him and, but I really struggle with it. Alright, so um this is the next NBC if we're going back to NBC Live stuff, mm-hmm. um Annie is coming up. <laughs> I hate Annie. I like Annie and you hate Annie. I hate Annie. What do you hate about Annie? Besides the fact that you're old uh, director didn't like Annie. What do you hate about Annie? It's, um, I mean, obviously, hashtag theater for dogs or whatever. Sandy gets to 
okay, I like Annie a little bit now because I've seen Zuzu with Sandy and it's just... <laughs> that would be really It's sweet. just... It's adorable. Um, but the story's not good. I, I What's not good about this story? It's... It's a rags to riches. She finds a home. It's been done better. <laughs> Where? How? Um... Oliver is kind of a similar thing, but with boys. Maybe it's just because it's about girls and the first time I was introduced to it. (laughs) How dare you. Misogynist. No, no, that's... He hates girls. No, I don't. I'm offended. I'm a girl. Did you know that? I'm a girl. (laughs) The last time I checked. Yes. Um, Weird. (laughs) Annie is awesome. I mean, it's... I like the different... I, I like the more modern movie that they made. I love the classic one with Carol Burnett. Like, she is... It's too cheesy for me. A, okay? It's, but she's such a comedic no, 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 no. icon. I, I, she's I, amazing. I get it. But the show as a whole is too cheesy for me. Okay. That's what it is. Also, I don't think a single wheelchair-bound actor has actually played FDR in one way or but another. Maybe we should remedy that. That would be nice. That would be nice. Thank you. Between the having, so- <laughs> all right, having someone in a wheelchair play FDR and having Zuzu play <laughs> Sandy, you're coming around on Annie. You're coming around. What if we had? Oh, I was going to say something really inappropriate. So I should say that on the podcast. <laughs> Please tell me after. Okay, okay. I, I want to hear this. Okay. Um, hey, we. I, I can censor it, actually. So, <laughs> you can... You can say it. <laughs> no. Okay. I was trying to make it more something that you would be into. So, okay. what if Annie was transgender? Or something. That's not inappropriate. <laughs> okay, cool. I mean, that's pro-LGBT right I, there. I, that's what I was trying that's, to be. But then I thought, oh, people can read that in different ways. I don't know. Um, Alright. Let's talk about the whiz for a second. Okay. Uh, Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. as the Scarecrow, is great. Mm-hmm. Diana Ross did not belong in that movie. And... Ooh. Oh, <laughs> oh, shit. You might have to censor that. <laughs> I don't really think that's what the Wiz was supposed to be. It's supposed to be. Because they didn't just do Wizard of Oz. My but... point is... Okay. <laughs> it was... It was... It was a culture shift as well. Yes. Just skin color. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. Ugh. But, yeah, they did make her more of an adult character and not just a kid. They made it urban versus rural. You know, they, they made a lot of changes. Yeah. Um, but it's... I thought she, Diana Ross she's, was stiff at She's times. still from Kansas, and she's still a Kansas farm girl, is my, is my point. But they didn't make her from Kansas. And that's that's your problem with it? Yeah. Okay. Like it's right. like the location doesn't change. Mm-hmm. The location where she's from doesn't I, change. Ideally, in your mind, but but it did. Yeah. Hmm. But I they, mean, they, but they retold my... like if you think about it, um, how many times has Romeo and Juliet been retold and retold? And okay, retold West Side Story. All kinds of different ways. West, West Side, Side Story, Story works. That's a perfect example. They weren't in Fair Verona. But it, they, they re, 
they changed the music the first time without changing the location, mm-hmm. and then they changed the location for the movie. Mm-hmm. You need to justify one or the other, hmm. you know. And the movie didn't have any justification uh, for it because the Wiz didn't use any of the Wizard of Oz music, did it? No. Um, but my God, Michael Jackson in that. Yeah, he's so he cool. didn't get to dance at all. They what? put him up on a pole during his during his number. They put him up on a like statue. He danced for group numbers. He was even down the road. He needed his own solo dance, and he never got that. Mm, he's really good. Yes. Um, Until you dive more deep into his life, which I have done, and yeah, maybe we don't talk about that on this podcast. That's that's a whole other thing. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Interesting. What's what else are we? We get it. There's severe thunderstorms coming on. Oh, Andy, that's most of our things. Were there other ones that you wanted to talk about? I mean, I I think we're good. What's your favorite um, stage to screen adaptation? My favorite? Mm -hmm. Um. Oh wait, we forgot to talk about Into the Woods. We gotta talk about that for a second. Oh. <laughs> uh, by the way, I was in... I, I know you're in Into the Woods right now. I was in The Wiz my junior year of high school. Um, which is the grade that you just... Graduated, graduated from. Graduated from. Yeah. Um, and I was like the featured dance... Uh, you were the tornado. The eye of the, the tornado. eye of the tornado. And several other um, chorus type of characters. Yeah. But I really enjoyed being in that show. It was a lot of fun for me. Great. Uh... I guess we're making this a two-parter, because... No, go ahead. Uh, talk, talk about Into the Woods. So, Into the Woods, the 2014 movie, which is directed by Rob Marshall, and which is a good movie. Like, mm-hmm. I, I legitimately like that movie. Was that the one with Bernadette Peters? That was the pro shot from... We'll get to that mm. next time. That is a... That one includes me. Who plays mis- the witch in this one? Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep, okay, got it. Yeah. Um, which is a great casting choice. Which she didn't want to do, actually. That one had a lot of stars. Yeah. Yeah. Too many. Anna Kendrick. The best three in that movie are uh, Anna Kendrick Mm -hmm. as Cinderella, Emily Blunt as the baker's wife, and Meryl Streep as uh, the witch. That's all you need. What did you think about Chris um, Pine as one of the princes? The princes are amazing. The princes are great in this movie. Um... But my God, James Corden does not belong in musical theater. I, huh. I objectively think that. Like it's. You just generally don't like James Corden. He's. I love his like where they sing in the car and all that stuff. I love it. Yeah. You don't like it. Very that much. is fine. But he's. <sighs> he was in the prom too. That was a whole other one that went from stage to screen. Yeah. I enjoyed that a lot. I never got to see it on the stage, so I loved seeing the screen adaptation. That allowed me to enjoy enjoy it. And they used some people from the original screen. They did? Or stage. I think the main girl was... She wasn't the main girl when, she, when it was on stage, but she was in it when, she, when it was on stage. Wasn't she? I feel like I heard something in that. I did right. not look into the prop as much. Did you like it, though? 
I will do anything for Keegan Michael Key. To say. <laughs> he is really great. So, <laughs> so really there's great. that. Yes, absolutely. Um, so talk about Into the Woods and your experience of being in it right now. It's it's a huge undertaking. Yeah. Sometimes, you know. And the movie actually cut my character. So there's that. Um, oh yeah. Me getting well, cast well, as the mysterious, mysterious man, man, and uh, I got cut from the movie. So there's that. Thank you, Rob Marshall. <laughs> Um, but, I mean, it's a great, it's a great show, and it's a great undertaking, Mm -hmm. um, especially with the narrator. The narrator dies at one point Mm -hmm. in the show, but there is no narrator in the movie adaptation, so they just have (laughs) a virtual James Corden narrating the entire thing, Mm -hmm. which ruins the ending, because in the ending, the baker actually starts the story over again. You're supposed to have a reveal that that... That it's... But his voice makes it obvious. Yeah. what you're saying. His his VO voiceover makes it obvious. Okay. Um, So that's... Yeah. Now, one of the big parts of going from a stage, which is a finite amount of space... To a a screen. To a screen, is when you're on screen, you can do as many takes as you want and, like, perfect it... You can use things that would never be possible on stage. Like, you could be in an airplane. You could be in a swimming pool. You could be, you know, moving in a car down the highway. Like, you know, there are things that you can try to emulate on stage, but truly bring it to life on screen. Yeah, I I, I get that. Mm-hmm. I really do. And, uh, but seeing it in, like... A theater, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like a live theater. Mm-hmm. There's like, something electric about the energy of yeah, being in the room with the it, actors when it's happening. In the room where it happens, yeah, the room true. where it happens. <laughs> um. And sometimes stuff happens, and like people break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or people, you know, seriously, you, you, see like, the, you see the same cast do the same show. It's two never nights in the a row same, and it's different. It yeah. is never. That is amazing. And again. With Rent Live. Mm-hmm. Understudies are necessary. Mm-hmm. Like, seriously. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you need those people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can affect the rest of the actors who perform this, and it should. Yeah. It really should. Oh. Well, I've had a great time talking to you about this. I, I, think, I think we have enough material. Thank to, you uh, for welcoming me as a special guest to your podcast. I feel honored. Thank you so much. No problem. All right. Uh, I will see you guys whenever I decide to open the app and (laughs) do this whole thing again. Thank you very much for listening and have a great day.